Okay, here we go. Welcome back to Asinine Radio, a weekly podcast where we talk about music and, well, that's pretty much it. So, uh, let's go! is Asinine Radio. This is the weekly music podcast where every every episode we uh, we get into our Fearless Beer Review, then we get into our vinyl pickups. That leads into our songs of the week and then we round it out with some new music and other happenings in the music world. My name is Tyler and way out there, hundreds of miles away, way out there in the ether is Jeff. Uh, go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Please give us five stars on there. That would be awesome. Please, 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 please go do that. Um, you could also listen to us uh, uh, anywhere you consume podcasts. Uh, go to social media, on social media, we're at Asinine Radio, and uh, that's enough of the boring intros. Let's uh, just jump right into the Fearless Beer Review. What do you got? Oh, wait, no, real quick. We do, we, we do have a phone number you can call and leave us a voicemail or shoot us a text. Uh, just let us know. Let us know how you feel. If you love the pod, let us know. If you hate the pod, don't talk to us. Uh, and that phone number is 503-893-5307. So get into that. Uh, now, Jeff, let's get into the Fearless Beer Review. I I have I have big beer today. I have a oh, Michelob okay. light. Michelob wait. Oh Michel, I, just a Michelob wait. Is no, there a light? Yeah, there's a Michelob light. It's not Michelob Ultra, it's Michelob what? Light. I've and never heard of it. It's wow. I've had this before and, and I maybe even talked about it on the pod before. What makes this specific beer <laughs> special is when I was I, I I'm just starting to replant for, for the upcoming season, uh, like mm-hmm. produce stuff, beets, and et cetera, et cetera. And there was a lunchbox out there by the pool that had been there all summer. And inside the lunchbox was this Michelob Light. And when I say lunchbox, it's like those kids' lunchboxes. They're not hard. They're soft covers, you know? Yeah, You open yeah, them up, yeah. and it's just enough for, like, a sandwich and some chips and a juice box. Yeah. But this was in there. So this had been out there since we were swimming last, which was probably March. <laughs> and this this has been out this has been out in the in the sun in the humidity in the rain in the elements for the past fucking five months or whatever. So I fridged it, and now it's oh, cold. Okay. And I'm gonna fucking drink it and see if it tastes horrible or if I just think it tastes fine. It's been sun aging for six months. Yeah. And I mean, there for the good part of April, we're talking like 110, 115 degree weather day in oh. and day out. So. There's, I mean, it's not going to taste. I, it's not going to taste very good. You think it'll taste dramatically different than no. what I remember this tasting like, though? May, probably not because it is such a light beer. Probably not. Uh, yeah, it is. It is a light beer. Um, our boy Raul did not leave a, a review, but this other guy <laughs> named Jimmy Jimma, one twenty, from Minnesota, he did leave a review, and it's uh, it's like this. He says, "So light, it's almost clear." So light, it smells like a glass of water you dip an ear of corn into. So light, it tastes like a water glass with pennies in the bottom. So light, you get the picture. I hate this beer. 
Uh, I like this guy. I like this guy. Roll has some competition right now. He does. Jim, Shit. Jimmy, Jimmy 120 from Minnesota has got some. Damn. Did you yeah. start following him or what? I'm, I'm going to. Yeah. I should do it right <laughs> as we speak. Followed. I like this guy. I like this guy, yeah. But Raul definitely has competition now from what it sounds like. Yeah, Jimmy's Jimmy's got legs. Jimmy's coming up in the world. (laughs) Okay. That's what you got. Okay. um, So I have here uh, a beer from Barrier Brewing Company. Uh, This was a brew that started in 2009. I don't know exactly where it's at. Oh, um, Oceanside, New York. I didn't know that there was an Oceanside in New York. Um, Probably not as cool as the Oceanside here in California, but. Yeah, there's no Oceanside here is really fucking nice. Really cool. But uh, yeah, so this one is called Money IPA. Um, it's very flashy. It's a guy with gold teeth holding <laughs> up a gold watch uh, with a bunch of gold tattoos and gold skin. It's it's quite the quite the picture. A lot of gold and green. So uh, yeah, this is 7.3 ABV. Uh, like I said, it's an IPA. And I've never, I don't think I've ever heard of this brewery i've definitely never had this beer or heard of this beer but it is a craft beer it's it is not big beer um and i will say since you already brought up your comment i looked it up raul did leave a um here we go baby on this one so this is what raul had to say he gave it a 3.71 out of 5 on beer advocate uh okay this is what he said big old fluffy pillowy head like a michael gordon michael gordon shooting a scene with rock hudson and doris day son of a gun glows a beautiful bright yellow like cinderella's last acid trip aroma is light too light mila kunis is a ballerina light then as i sip the sucker it definitely is not like finding a box of gold no way fool's golden maybe well it's just so lackluster it's like being a cowboy but not hitting the brothel when you ride into town boring i'm gonna boost this one a, <laughs> i'm gonna boost this one a little more after sipping it some but it's still pretty average <laughs> what the fuck? i like i that was that was that was the best part of it it's like being a cowboy not hitting the brothel when you get into town that was the best part. boring <laughs> wow oh man raul man killing it again with his reviews i damn, love it he did, I mean, he dug deep he cried he was like generational with all of those references I know. There. damn threw it back to the 50s all the way up to modern day that's pretty he, pretty he impressive put, he, yeah he put some work into that one <laughs> and when where he put boring it was it has its own line with an exclamation point Ex- <laughs> exclamation point so good stuff man so good um good job raul uh let's see here are you are you ready to take a sip of this stuff yeah okay here we go so i will say Roll is right about this having like a big pillowy head because right when i poured it and i'm still trying to pour all of it into this glass but the head just does not go away um but yeah this is um does pour out very golden very yellow like cinderella's last acid trip which is nice but is he talking about Cinderella, the the princess, or the band? <laughs> oh, I don't know. No, nah, uh, probably, probably the band. I would imagine, right? I don't, I don't know. That yeah, I don't know either. So, uh, oh yeah, okay. So, so what do you think about your beer? And oh, and before we do that, we have a three point rating system where three is a perfect beer, two is a good beer you're going to continue to drink, one is a bad beer but you should give it a shot, and zero is a drain pour. So, what do you got for yours? I don't, I don't taste a difference. I, I know what this beer tastes like because we bought these on sale at Albertsons for like, I think they're like 35 cents a beer. And so we bought all of them. 
and okay. they're you know they're they're four and a half percent, so they're it's fine, and that's fucking cheap for for like a bottle of beer. Yeah. I'll buy any beer for that cheap. I don't care. And having this age outside, April, May, June, July, August, September. So for all, I was using my fingers to count. So for almost five months, this has been outside in the weather. I don't taste a difference. Mm-hmm. Okay, it's I, it's it's gone through heat waves, thunderstorms, probably hit by lightning, and it still tastes good. Man, we had crazy lightning last night. I never seen lightning like that before. Even out here, <sighs> it was insane. That's so cool. That is so cool. I love thunderstorms. And then we had thunder. So I've I've been in a lot of thunderstorms in in different like Oregon and then Texas. When we were in Texas, there was a gnarly thunderstorm. But last night's thunderstorm was the loudest I've ever heard in my life. It was <laughs> it was crazy. Like windows were like shaking. It was loud to where it hurt my ears even just being outside. Damn, Damn that's wild. It was. I, I, I was like usually I don't care and I'll stand like in the grass. Mm-hmm. I went underneath like the shelter of our patio awning because I was like terrified of the th- of the lightning, <laughs> like it scared me. I was I was genuinely frightened. How do the dogs react to all that thunder? Phoenix doesn't care. Our, our littlest dog, she doesn't care. She's mm-hmm. like a Queensland healer, and then our husky shepherd mix, she doesn't really care either. But Hunter, did he freak out? Hunter did not like. It. He didn't freak out. He was definitely scared though. He usually ah poor thing. Yeah, he's like our biggest dog too, and he's, he's I know a <laughs> he's a big ass husky. <laughs> yeah, and he he was just stressing out the whole time. As soon as I came in to like, I was I was watching Spider Man the cartoon last night, okay. and he never sits with me just because he, he likes to be his own dog, you know. Yeah, he's very and, independent. Yes, very independent. And he sat with me through like two episodes, and I he was he was he was scared. <laughs> That's so sad. Yeah. No, he's a when dogs whatever. get scared like that, it's so sad though. Whatever, whatever, yeah, whatever. You yeah, whatever. So then, what do you um? What, what do you rate this? Did you even rate it? I did not rate it yet. This okay. is um. I don't. I, this tastes no different than than what I remember this tasting like. It's not good. It uh-huh. it tastes like fucking water. My God, this is the most watery beer I've ever had in my life. <laughs> this is this is as close to water as you can possibly get without actually drinking water. This is crazy. But given that it was like thirty five cents a beer. That's you know that's a one for sure, but okay. if this was yeah. like full price, I wouldn't even give it a one. Okay, okay, so you're basing it strictly off of price rather than the yeah. taste, aroma, mouth feel, as nah, Boyle would no. say. This is this is <laughs> yeah. It's, he's the only pizza blog that 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 has mouth feel in it. This is <laughs> dude, it's like almost three beers for a dollar. Like that's fucking cheap. That is so that is so stupidly cheap. <laughs> <laughs> three beers for a dollar. That's crazy. So yeah, given given uh, that the price was 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 nice, that's a one. But if I bought a sixer of this for ten bucks, I mean, I would never actually do that. So one or less is is what this gets. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. That's what I thought you would you would give it. Uh, so my money IPA from Barrier Brewery. Barrier Brewery. Uh, this one, I um, it does look nice and and everything. It looks like a hazy, but it doesn't taste like a hazy at all. It's kind of bland it doesn't have a ton of flavor it's not overly hoppy which is nice but there's nothing there to like go along with that like there's not a lot of flavor it just doesn't go anywhere i don't know it's just it's whatever i i I would never go out of my way to buy it unless it was like this and like a stout you know i I would never get this again never ever get this again so i would um i give this like a 1.25 because it's not bad or no let's do one and a half let's do one and i'll give this a 1.5 
Uh, yeah, because it's not bad. It's just, damn, it's lackluster. I agree with Raul. I, I do, about especially about the brothel part, too. You know, his, his analogy there was spot on. Did you, did you imagine Red Dead when, when you read that? Oh, yeah. It, Totally. That's, that's the first thing that popped in my head was Red Dead Redemption. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that was the first thing for me too. Oh shit! Oh, we wa- we watched Tombstone last week, by the way. Oh my god, Tombstone was so fucking good. It's so it good. cool. It was good. It wasn't like dude. It's fucking. It didn't like cool. blow me away. It, it didn't blow me away, it's but rad. it was good. There was some there was some shoddy dialogue though. Oh my god! In certain it's scenes, just, it's cool. It was like embarrassing. It was like embarrassing some of the dialogue. Like the 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 scene. I don't know if you. I don't know. If you remember the last time you watched it, but the scene where he goes with uh, with the traveling actor actress girl, and they go ha- have like a picnic in the woods. Oh my god! It was just like it was so embarrassing. It was the worst part of the movie. Just, not not just like the scenery and the setup, but the dialogue was was terrible. But then there were some really cool moments too that made up for it. Like Val Kilmer's character was the coolest character. He's Doc Holliday. Yeah, he was he was super fucking cool. awesome, dude. Kurt Russell as Wyatt Earp, come on. Yeah, he was good. I mean, it, it was a good movie. I enjoyed it, but yeah, it's not like didn't blow me away. But it was good. Definitely not one of the best westerns. So, um, I'd say for me, it's like top, top ten for sure. I'd have to okay. watch it again to to put in the top five. That's fair. Let's see. Would you consider Blazing Saddles a western? Yeah, you'd have to, right? Yeah, yeah. Even though it's a comedy, it's still a western. And westerns can be comedies. The only re- the only reason why Blazing Saddles may not be in the western categories is the ending. It's not like a western. Oh it's yeah, a, when they break a, the fourth it's wall. It's a set. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. But even then, I mean, uh, eh, no, it's a western. <laughs> yeah, it is. It is because it's only the like ten minutes of the movie that's not. So. <laughs> um okay what do we got here so yeah i gave me mine a 1.5 you gave yours a one and let's just move on to our vinyl pickups and that goes into our songs of the week so what do you got go moving on so the first thing uh i got i got a lot of stuff this week i listened to a little bit of it mm-hmm. but um the first thing i will talk about is the pink floyds the final cuts this is ah. this is when i saw like grace a couple weeks ago and i i hit it I didn't know if I wanted to buy it quite yet, and it was only like ten bucks. And then I said, you know, next time I go to the Grace next week, if it's there, I'll buy it. Because mm-hmm. you know, it, it waited for me. I'll, I'll show it the appreciation, and I bought it, and um, it's good. It's okay. it's uh, it's it's their last album with Waters, their twelfth album overall. This is this is a shit show, right? Like this is the whole recording process. Yeah, the of this, recording was a shit just show. a complete shit show, both like musically and personally for the band members, a lot of fingers being pointed at to who's to blame. To be fair though, like they've been fighting for a while and, and waters had said they haven't worked together as a band to make an album since wish you were here. But regardless of all that bad stuff going on, it's, I think it's pretty damn good. This sits, I kind of like re-ranked them as as I as I saw fit, and this sits like right about in the middle for me. Okay, I I would agree. Well, maybe a little below the halfway point for me because I, I mean, I like it more than the wall. Wish you were here, definitely. That's probably it. Ooh, yeah, I put this right? above the maybe wall. Umaguma. Wish you were here. I Umaguma put this above, above obscured by clouds. No, obscured by clouds is really good though. 
but okay, my, I would put it above more as well. So maybe in my it would defense be like of that one, be, I I don't have that one on the vinyls, so it's been a while mm. since I've listened to it. Since I've since I first got Uma Guma is when I really got into all of Pink Floyd, and that was the last yeah. time I listened to Obscured. But it just seemed like a, a a precursor to Dark Side, so that's that's why I put it so low. But I could be okay. wrong. I don't remember. Okay. But I also put it above more Piper yeah. and Metal. Ugh. Above Metal? Yeah. No, you're I dumb, did. man. I Nothing's did. better than Metal. Nothing is better than Metal. Well, that's that's not that's <laughs> not true. But. It's the top three: Metal, Piper. And then Animal. Like that, that's top three Floyd right there. You're crazy. Okay, well, You're crazy, Adam, man. Adam Hart Mother, and then Animals, and then Dark Side are my top three. So. Hmm. Oh, this fucking guy, dude. I don't even know. I don't even think, I don't think you've ever listened to Pink Floyd, honestly. That is quite possible. I could, I could, <laughs> this could be like a cover band, like one of those House, House of the Blues cover bands. Yeah. Fink, the Pink, Pink Floyd's. Pink Floyd. Yeah. yeah. That's annoying, <laughs> but it's it's cool, man. It just, there's I, I I liked it a lot. I listened to it like three times because it got it just got better every time. I really did enjoy it. Yeah, it is. It, it is a solid record considering when it was made and and the the you know the craziness within the band. But the only the only thing I kind of don't like when they do is when they use horns. Sometimes when they use horns, it gets it kind of goes into like this jazz fusion type sound. Really? And it's not it's not always well thought out, especially the last song on this on this album for mm-hmm. sure. It's a little annoying. But then like right. listen went back and listened to Wish You Were Here and there's some horns on there and so like, you guys just don't like you don't need to do that all the time. Don't need to do I, that. Because they never really use horns, right? No, and not not like I'm very, to very rarely. Yeah, it's very rare that they ever use any horns. And it's usually only as as like a like a an orchestral thing as a backing to whatever melody they're trying to close out. Yeah, yeah. But it's it's still a good record. Still, no, solid. it is really good. Fucking worth ten dollars for shit. Oh, absolutely. I think I paid twelve for mine. Oh, you know, in Ari- when I was in Arizona. Yeah. Oh, where'd you, did you get it at Aldo's? Yeah, I got it at Aldo's. No, you. Yeah, you got it for me at Aldo's. I think. Oh, yeah. Like early, early on, huh? Yeah, this is like when we first started collecting. Before you 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 jumped onto the the Pink Floyd bandwagon, yeah. The reason why I jumped on is because I got like three or four of the records for free, like fucking <laughs> from that lady that was just giving them away. Oh, that's right. Fucking I got Adam idiot. Hart. I got Wish You Were Here, and then I got Animals, and then something else. I can't remember. I think it was, no, probably Dark Side. Remember. Maybe it was just three. You probably got Dark Side for free. Adam Hart Mother's what did it for me. I that that that's the one that really I was like, oh damn. These that's guys, a good record. I mean, it is a solid record. These guys are fucking good. Mm-hmm. But that's cool. So um, yeah. another thing I got, Two Live Crew. I've never seen oh, Two Live yes. Crew in the wild, and and I did. I got their second album, Move Something. This is the album that came out before their most famous or infamous, as nasty as they want to be. Move Something <laughs> has that, that, that Do-Wah-Diddy song on it, but uh. they incorporate that. It's The song title's called Do-Wah-Diddy, and they... You know that song that that Manfred Mann song "Do I Diddy"? Yeah, yeah, I know that Diddy song. Diddy. Yeah, that's that's the one they have on there. And this is this I I think this is better than as nasty as they want to be because it's it's they're still making music. I think as nasty as they want to be is strictly to piss people off. I think they made that just to be obnoxious, and it worked, and that's what made them historic. But mm-hmm. this is this is that Miami bass sound in its full in its entirety to live crew and this is the re- this is the album that was 
was starting to get banned. And this is the one where a record store owner was busted and arrested for selling the album to an undercover cop (laughs) after it was banned. Like, what the fuck? What time period do we live in? Fucking Gestapo over here. 1988. That's wild. 30 years ago. Like, that's not even that long ago. That's (sighs) that's craziness. That's so dumb. So stupid. But it's it's uh, it's it's good. It is really good. It's better than the first album because now Luke Skywalker, Luke Campbell, he has now inserted himself completely into the band, and he is a full f- full blown member, which is fine. I think he was kind of a member in the first album, but this one, I th- I think he has a lot of more writing credits, and he was you know, obviously his label. He was the producer, and it's uh, it's good stuff, man. It's really really good stuff. All right, I think with they have four records. I'm trying to look it up right now. Right? No, wait, no, they have way more than that. Shit. I'm, well, as Three. nasty as they want to be, it came out in 1989, so I assume they probably have like they 10 have eight records. records. They have eight records. Yeah, the last one was in 98. Yeah, Damn. that's that's too early to peak, especially coming off as nasty as they want to be and just yeah. how much controversy that's, that, that's stirred. Oh, I know. That that record was, was unreal. I mean, with all the shit show that it was. I mean, it's Pretty just, good, it's, yeah. it's, it's iconic, just not in like the rap community, but for swearing on record in general, like yeah, who knows, true. who knows what would have happened had like Tipper Gore succeeded in her censoring of two live crew. Like, I don't know. I, I don't feel know. like at some point it would have, it, it still would have been defeated. The censorship would have been defeated at some point. It's just crazy to think that a bunch of, you know, a bunch of nobodies from Miami who made goofy music are the ones to. Save it for everybody. I know, right? It's so awesome. stupid. Good stuff. Check out Two Live Crew, everybody. Go do it. Everybody. Go do it. So what another you know? thing. Another thing I picked up. I got uh, Magical Mystery Tour. Ah, okay. Finally, finally. Yeah, this was. I never would have bought this until this last week when we did it, and I realized this is fucking good. A solid record. And I got it for really cheap. It was like eight bucks. I think that's cheap. Yeah, no, that's and very cheap. Yeah, for any, I think any Beatles record, that's that's cheap. It doesn't have the full booklet because the book the booklet's supposed to come with like twenty or twenty five pages. Mine only has like ten of the pages, so there's a lot missing. But the record sounds fine. There's no skipping, no looping. There's a little bit of surface noise, but overall, for eight bucks, like I'm super happy with it. And once I get my my UK pressing of Rubber Soul, I am done with Beatles collecting. <laughs> so I'm pretty excited about that. Because you have um, you have uh, Sergeant Peppers, right? Yeah, I got Peppers, Revolver, and now this. Okay, and that's all that's, I need. That's fair. Besides, I mean, yeah, yeah. Besides the UK of Rubber Soul. Yeah, the UK is the 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 best one, the only version that you should have. Anybody should have. All he ever sees the US too. It's it's very very irritating, especially used. Like you can find the UK new pretty easily, but. Used rubber sole. I mean, it's always the U.S. It's so I had, annoying. I had a copy of the. There was a 2016 repressing, and I had both Revolver and the U.K. of Rubber Soul, but I sold them because <laughs> I, I have the 2016 press. I think of Rubber Soul. I, I bought all like all of them. I I bought. I think I I think I sold some to you. I bought like the White Album, Abbey yeah. Road, Let It Be. I bought all of them, and then I kept none of them because. They sell for really, they sell for really well. But I wanted, I wanted like a used one. I wanted to search and I wanted to find it. You and your used shit, man. I know, dude. That's what I do. Yeah, it is. But it, Magical Mystery Tour is is a fantastic record. It really is. 
So what else you got? Uh, you picked up this record, and I did too. So okay. hopefully you listen to it, and then we can talk about it. But I picked it, it 10 years after Stonehenge. Oh, no. I, I haven't had a chance. I just got it this weekend. Oh, okay. All right. And I'll I, see I just I'll got s- home I'll a couple s- hours ago. So I can, I can. That's true. You got home today? Or I guess yeah, a couple got, hours ago? Yeah, just a few hours ago I got home. Yeah. Dang, you guys leave <laughs> late. You don't leave like, you don't just fucking wake up and go home? Well, I mean, the checkout was like at noon, so we just kind of like hung out for a while, and then, and then yeah, we came home, and then we had to go do some run some errands. So yeah, it's all good. Okay, all right, it's all good. And plus, I I didn't really have a chance to because the air conditioning guys were here, so you know, I I don't know, I was just all over the place. Okay, well, just know this is uh this is this is a solid album. It's okay. it's overall it's good blues rock. But then they also kind of up their game by adding a lot of like psychedelic elements and even a little bit of jazz sometimes. There's there's this like ragtime piano track that Oof. at points veers off and gets like heavier and a mm-hmm. little experimental, but then jumps right back into like some cool blues shit. And it's a good album. Not their best, not my favorite, but it's definitely solid. And you're gonna like this band because they do at least good stuff. Some of it's great, all of it's good. So far. Yeah, I p- over the weekend I picked up two of the records. I picked up Stonehenge and then I forgot the other one right now, but I mean, they were cheap. They were, they were under like, they were both like six bucks or five and six dollars. So yeah, why not? Why not? Okay. Okay. What else you got? Uh, I got one more and then my pick. The last one I got is from a Grateful Dead family member. Oh my God, dude. I was hoping we'd go a week without it. (laughs) This, uh, this is Robert Hunter. He's, he's a lyricist for the Grateful Dead and and this is his album Live in 85, obviously released in 1985. Yeah. This is uh, this is kind of all of the stuff I think you would hate. It's acoustic, <laughs> lyric-driven, a lot of harmonica, heavy folk oh. delivery. Oh. <laughs> but, yeah, you lost me at harmonica and folk but delivery. But this, this guy, dude, this, this guy is one of the few, if not like the only person who has been inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame without even having played an instrument in the band. He was just a lyricist. Him and Jerry Garcia formed a band early on. It was just, it was like Robert and Jerry or Jerry and Robert. Jerry. And then Jerry wanted to play more guitar and Robert wanted to write more. And so they, they split paths and then came back together in the Grateful Dead. And Robert wrote a lot of this good songs from the Grateful Dead catalog. And weird. So he's just weird. a fucking good lyricist, man. He just writes banger songs and it's, it's cool. Like it's, I don't know. It's, it's, it's cool to think that the Grateful Dead family is not just, a cookie cutter band where they have a guitarist and then the singer, but he also writes music. They just, and anybody who wants to be a part of this band were able to be a part of this band as long as they contributed and had fun. Yeah. And that's what him. And this guy is fucking wild, dude. I didn't know anything about this dude until this week, but here's some, here's some, hi- here's some highlights about, about this guy. Right. So besides just, just being in the, the rock and roll hall of fame and stuff for not actually playing an instrument, uh, <laughs> I, I so during the bitches brew era, the Miles Davis band were opening for the Grateful Dead. So Dude, weird! What a show! What a yeah. fucking show, man! How insane! How how acidic <laughs> that audience <laughs> must have been. And then to backpack on like the acid stuff. So I guess this guy. This this Robert Hunter dude, he was a participant in some like LSD driven Stanford University experiment in the early sixties. Mm-hmm. And if 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 you know, these experiments would eventually be outed as the CIA sanctioned MK Ultra experiments. MK Ultra, yeah. 
So like he was he was a part of that. He was he was in it. He was doing it. Dude, if you want to go down like a, a, a interesting rabbit hole, look up like uh, MK Ultra related to the music industry, and you'll find all these crazy connections between the Doors, Grateful Dead, uh, Janis Joplin, like all of these these LA artists from the '60s, and the whole hippie movement in general is this. Some people believe is this giant CIA psyop. It's a, it's a really interesting rabbit hole and a lot of weird, weird, weird connections. So, highly recommend anybody out there listening to go to go down that one because it's it's fun. It's fun stuff. The other guy too, Ken Casey, he was also Murphy's. No, Ken Casey. This guy's this guy's the, the the one flew over the cuckoo's nest writer. Oh, okay, okay. But he like the whole like merry band of gypsy or uh, merry man of merry pranksters. That's the one. One the one that the Beatles eventually mer- or mimics for their bus tour thing for the Yellow Submarine and what the fuck did yeah. I just call it the Magical Mystery merry, Tour. Jesus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That w- is what it was modeled after. But yeah, that Ken Ken Casey. He was also a part of of all this counterculture movement. But it does make you think, like. LSD being introduced by somebody else and then I've I've talked about extensively about Bear the sound guy from the Grateful Dead who was manufacturing on his own and at points yeah. like the biggest supplier on the west coast in the in the bay area of LSD <laughs> to people and it's just like who it's, knows it's like, a you're weird, right. it's who a weird coincidence how far it goes down <laughs> it's a crazy weird coincidence all of it the music industry and the CIA and it's it's bizarre man any, any chance our government can take to to embed themselves into a culture where the culture doesn't realize that they're there, they will always they will always take it. Oh, totally, totally. Ignorance is bliss, I guess, right? Yeah. But. So my weekly pick comes from uh, Outcast and their second album, Atlians, Atlanteans, and yes. the song I chose is Thirteenth Floor slash Growing Old. It's the second to last song on the album. Really like the closer. Like yeah, the last time was a remix. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got it's it's got this spoken word intro by Big Rube, and the song is sort of like uh, about aging and phasing out of a younger, reckless lifestyle and into a more mature, intelligent state of being. And it's a nice cap to end the album. And this is like this album is what made Outcast Outcast and put him on the map and put Southern rap in general on the map. And Outcast is just. They're not, they're not like underrated because Stankonia is adequately rated. But prior That's to Stankonia, rated. is for sure underrated and overlooked. And Southern rap in general, I mean, just anybody coming out of the South would not, they it, it would not be what it is had it not been for Outcast. It oh, just totally. would not totally. And if you remember the Source Awards in '95, it was that's the one where Suge Knight called out the East Coast rappers and P Diddy, and he was like, "Yeah, if y'all want to come over to the West Coast and not have your your producer and your manager in every single one of your videos, let me know." And then that <laughs> spawned just the whole thing of East Coast versus West Coast. Outcast <laughs> won new best new artist at those at that award show. No shit, I didn't know that. Yeah. And everybody wow. forgets about that because that was that that award show was essentially what spurred like the worst couple of years and in, in maybe the worst and the best years of, of, of rap history. Of know, Tupac yeah. and Biggie and everybody started getting shot and killed. But yeah, Outkast won Best New Artist, and when they when they won, was everybody that, booed was them. That, was that MTV or was that the? It had to be had to have been MTV, right? 
I think the Source Awards was, it, was... Oh, no, Source Awards. Oh, I, yeah. thought you, I, I didn't hear you say Source Awards. I'm sorry. I don't know Source who read the Source Awards. Yeah. I mean, BET, right? Maybe. It probably aired on BET or, or something. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't know who ran it, but it, it, would, it would stand a reason. But, yeah, yeah dude, they, they got booed. Like, they just That's won Best so New Artist. They, they dropped their first album, that Southern Playad, Cadillac, whatever album. And that was fun. And they got booed, and they get up there, and and, and Andre three thousand gets gets on the mic, and he just he 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 reminds everyone that the southern rap is still there, even though the east yeah. coast west coast thing is going on. He said, "We're still here, and we got something to say." And then they just walk <laughs> off, and that was it. And it was just it was fucking dope, and it just made everyone think like, "Oh, we're fighting against each other, against each other." And then these guys come, and they drop their first album, which was super good. And then ATLians comes out. And it's just fucking mind blowing. They're rapping about things that are not East Coast versus West Coast. They're, there's a lot of very personal issues here. There's a lot of death. There's a lot of like rebirth. Big boy's yeah. son or his daughter was born. Maybe it was his son. He had a, he had a kid during this this album. And there's a lot of that going on. Him reflecting on his own lifestyle of wanting to be a rapper, but also being a good dad. Andre 3000 gets clean, stops using drugs, stops drinking alcohol. There's a lot of very a lot of very different, a lot of conscious things going on in this album that, mm-hmm. just, that just gets completely overlooked. And then there's a bunch of alien talk. Like there's a bunch of UFO <laughs> and extraterrestrial and alien talk. So that's, man, what a fucking banger of an album. I've only, I've only heard the, the first two records in passing. Never, oh. never gone out of my way to listen to them, but it was always like, you know, the guys at Tower Records, they would listen to them or, or whatever. You know, it was never, I never sat down and have listened to either one of the, the first two records. The first one is it's it's fun it's it's you know it's it's I don't want to say it's goofy because a little bit deeper than that but it's it's mm-hmm. goofy compared to what they would do with with this one and then their next one Aquamanai Aquamanai so Stinkonia was their fourth yeah Stinkonia was their fourth oh, album shit. that's wild. and that was that was almost that was like ninety nine right ninety nine or two thousand yeah yeah fuck yeah because it had the bombs over Baghdad song before <laughs> September eleventh and. Oh, that's weird, huh? Yeah. Wow, I didn't even think about that. Stangonia. Just dude, Outcast is something else. They are so good. It came out came out on uh Halloween in two thousand. Halloween in the year two thousand. Oof. That's crazy. Yeah, like like um, just a little less than a year before uh nine eleven. And and wow. Stangonia is what most people would consider classic outcast you know like if you yeah, oh yeah hey do you know outcast it's it's stankonia stankonia or it's or it's um speaker box. speaker box love below yeah. yeah that would be the next one because that had you know that had hey on it <laughs> i know that their song biggest song ridiculously huge i love that song it's i do too i mean it is a banger song. song yeah oh, man yeah. you should definitely check out at aliens because well, i'm sure we'll do good. we'll do uh outcast on the pod sometime in the near future, I'm sure. Because yeah. I wanted to do them for a while, but just never got around to it. It's a nice, it's a nice diverse album. And I got it from Vinyl Me Please. It's a subscription to vinyl service. And it's double LP, this nice, cool, alien-looking, like, green, neon-colored vinyl. Yeah. And it's thick, not, like, quite 180, but not a normal record. So maybe, like, a 150 or in around there. Yeah, and it came with like this booklet, and inside the booklet was just like a like a recap of this era of Outcast, and it's just a lot of nice detail goes into the vinyl me please pressings, and they always sound fantastic. And I've only had one problem, and they fixed it like immediately. So, 
I've been telling you for a while. <laughs> I but know. Anybody else out there that wants up. to get I'm on this? I'm gonna sign up. Violently, please fucking kill it. And they have after, a lot of great after releases. we podcast after we pod tonight. Finish the pod tonight. I'm gonna sign up for it because I, I was gonna do it last night, but then I just I kind of forgot. Um, but no, I'm definitely gonna do it because I think next month is Wu Tang and there's yeah. another oh Public Enemy that I wanted that I don't know I can't decide which one I want either Public Public Enemy or uh, or the Wu Tang one but it's a cool Final one. Me Please they don't put out shit they put out good stuff and yeah everyone is is hoping and praying that this Wu Tang that they're coming out with is gonna sound exponentially better than the copy that we have and I already sold my old copy I sold the record show eighteen dollars <laughs> I bought it for twenty. Oh, you barely even had a loss on that one. Yeah, so I yeah, I basically rented it. So I'm I'm super excited <laughs> for it. It's, it. It's double LP, and it's gold. It's too, uh, right? gold, like bright gold. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sign up, and I'm I'm, I'm gonna start with the Wu Tang because the 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 Atlians one that one uh, it's already gone. But I put I I signed up for the the wait list on it in case there are any any more pop up. Uh, but. But otherwise, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna sign up for the the Wu Tang. You got to so. do one, three, six, or a year. And I'll then, probably just do a year. Because oh, I think damn. in the end you'll save like fifty bucks, right? Yeah, if you do it's one month, it's like forty five dollars, and then like three months is like forty, and then six months is like thirty five, then a year is like thirty or something like that. Mm-hmm. I did six months because they gave us three ahead of time. And so I, I was like, okay, I want those three for sure. But they have you have four options every month, so you, you find something you yeah. like. I think the only the only section or the only one I don't really care for is the country section, unless it's like some really cool Chet Atkins, Johnny Cash, or who fucking knows some first, cool country artist. But the first month they did it, they they did uh, live at Folsom Prison, and it was this cool variant, and they, I guess it sounded fantastic. And that was like the one they dropped with, like, "Hey, we're introducing country now. Check out our first release." Was, so that would have been something cool to get. Did it have both performances? No, it was just a one disc. Ah, shit. Because that would have been fuck. That would have been so cool if it had both performances. But that would have been like a quadruple LP, I'm sure. Yeah, I was just gonna say, there's a record store day release in like 16 or 17 that has, I think it's like four or five LPs, and shit. it's the full performances, announcements, and everything, and it's on my want list. But- <laughs> It's always like 200, 300 bucks. Oh, fuck that. Well, I think even, I think probably brand new was probably at least 60 bucks. I'd imagine. Yeah, at least. Because that's sure. a lot of LPs. Because that, that, that Grateful Dead one that was five or six LPs was 180. <laughs> I wanted to buy that, but it sold out. <sighs> I don't get it. I don't uh, get it. Good times. So, uh, so do you want me to start from the beginning of this song or do you, do you have a timestamp as to when I should start? Honestly, it is like, a long like, time. It's like seven minutes. I, I'm, a, I'm a sucker for the spoken word poetry shit. And so that's what this song starts off as. And it's it's the only time on the record that this happens. And But it's a cool like intro to the rest of it. So start at the beginning because it's I think I think he has a cool voice. Mm-hmm. And you're you're not going to be jumping into like a song halfway through. So you just got to listen to the rest of the album because it's good. So yeah, okay. do the poetry so, shit. Here we go. Uh, here's a 13th Floor Growing Old from... Outcast. Concede true deception and multiply a million fold. Visualize the yin and yang in a battle so intense that we get them confused. The resident evil specializes in misconstruing. We want to be at a presidential level. What are we doing? Fooling ourselves. 
clowning ourselves, playing ourselves, but not being ourselves. We can't babble no more than we can bob our head off beat. Nim ride by the time we 40 cause we can't get off meat. Why we ask no reason for the misplacement of the season. Look at the picture that's painted. Tainted as a mind is blinded to the point where sodomites get all the rights. We fall for fights with fist to cuss. Get pissed enough to miss the bus. It disgusts me to see my folks run up on. I say stand up on the section of time all revelations. And recognize his mind known the reality of horror known as mankind. Jesus and his 12 disciples make 13. A righteous number of righteous men. Even Judas the betrayer came true in the end. The devil say the end is the beginning. They teach that we were the product of incest. Invest no level of self into this system of pagan numbers. Stand with us and don't look back upon them. This faceless mind state, otherwise Babylon. 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 My memories of yesterday. Day. 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 There you go, a bit of 13th Floor Growing Old from Outcast. Uh, yeah, it's a long song. It's almost seven minutes, so there's a gist of it. It's good. Mm-hmm. It's really good. It is really good. But I, I got to go I gotta go and actually listen to this, to all their records, honestly. Because I think, what, they have six, maybe seven? Because after Speaker Box, they only put out one record, right? I, I That's the only one I haven't listened to. I don't even know what it, it is. It was like, um, it was like called Georgia or what was it? Fuck. But yeah, they only, I think they, I think it was only one record after that. So, yeah, but I don't know. Anyway, uh, so we got any, you got anything else when it no, comes to the vinyls? That's uh, that's all I got. That's all you got. Okay, so uh, go through mine. I have two. I have six, including my uh, my my weekly pick. Mm. Uh, so let's start with um, an older one that I picked up, a used copy of. Uh, a band called Osabisa, and we've talked about Osibisa. them on the pod before. Yeah, <laughs> I picked up their second record, Woyaya. Woyaya uh, came out in 1971, and uh, I mean the artwork is super, super cool. Uh, it it really just kind of follows in the footsteps of the first record, which I have, and it's like this cool soul world kind of African thing going on. It is, it's really cool, man. I I I think it's. This band is really rad. And I discovered them through you, but I don't remember how you discovered them. Was it rant? Was it how, what was that? No, it was Roger Dean. Was, he, it, uh, was it Roger Dean? Oh, okay. Yeah, the guy who did all the, a lot of the yes stuff. That's right. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah. it was just, it was, I was looking through his stuff that he did, and he did some stuff for Uriah Heep, which are fucking dope. And then, yeah, those are cool. This band, who I've always seen at all those, and it's like five bucks or whatever. Yeah, it's always cheap. And that's, yeah, that's how. Yeah, and I think at this point I probably wouldn't get any more records because I mean, it's not something that I'm going to listen to, you know, all ten records or however many that they have. <laughs> I'm good with two. I'm I'm good with two records. So that that's all I need. But go, go if you're interested, go pick up their first two. Rad artwork, great music. Um, really, really check it out. Uh, the next one here I picked up 
from I don't remember now, but uh, it's Pennywise and their compilation 1988 came out. This comp came out in 2015. It's their first two EPs from 1989, which is weird. Uh, why it's called 1988? Is that was that when they were formed? Was 1988, right? Yeah. I like I never got any confirmation as to why this was called. This comp was called 1988, but I assume that's what it was. I'm I'm sure that's why. But cause, yeah. yeah, the band formed in '88. Okay, then that makes sense. But they, I think they so, released the the things in in '89. Yeah. So so the first two EPs, uh, the first one was a word from the wise, and the other one was called Wild Card. Those both came out in '89. Uh, but so so it's just those those two. I got the mine on a on a cool translucent red vinyl. It looks super rad. So I'm very very stoked on it. And I mean th- this is honestly. I might get Land of the Free if I found it for really cheap, but otherwise I'm good with Pennywise. I don't I don't need any other Pennywise. This is all. That's this fine. is like this is this is really good like straightforward punk music. Before they kind of had that that kind of that, that Pennywise, Pennywise sound to them. Yeah, which which is good, but it's also very much. It's just very kind of it, it's what they've been doing for the last thirty plus years. So. Uh, so yeah, I picked up the, picked up that one, and then uh, keeping it with the punk stuff, the Bouncing Souls. I picked mm. up How I Spent My Summer Vacation, my favorite record from this fucking band. Fifth record came out in May two thousand one. Um, this is also the first one to feature uh, Mike Michael McDermott on drums, and this has their best song, yeah, their best song on this record. And um, I just I love this record. I mean, we we've done it. We've done this record on the pod before in the old format. And uh, I mean, it's it's perfect, and and I know you would agree with me. This is their best record. No, Can, it's, it's not their best record. It is what? their best no. record. How I spent my record. summer vacation is not their best. No, of course not. It's close. It's not Dude, their best. It is not. It is not maniacal laughter. Yeah, no, it is. That's <laughs> it that's is a fact. Not. Yes, that's fact. Oh, God, it's so annoying. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So annoying. It's truth. Well, I have both. I have I have maniacal laughter, and I have now I have how I spent my spent my summer vacation, as well as Comet because Comet is also a killer record. Later in their career, but it's still killer. But uh, if you've never heard how, I, how if you've never heard how I spent my summer vacation, go check it out because it's fucking great. Yes. Uh, still keeping it with the punk stuff. Uh, no effects. I picked up their eleventh record called coaster but the vinyl version is called frisbee uh this one came out in april 2009 this is my second favorite no effects record i've when this record came out i don't know what it was about it but i just i was just instantly hooked i i think pretty much all the songs in this record are just fantastic and uh and also like the knowing too that the cd version is called coaster and then the vinyl version is called frisbee completely different artwork it's cool. I, I, I think <laughs> that's that it's cool. just like a cool little thing. And I've been waiting, I've been waiting to get a cheaper, a cheap copy of this because they only pressed, I think they only pressed like a thousand of them uh, back in 2009. And so they're always like, you know, $80 and up, but some, some guy posted it for 30 bucks um, who owned mm. a record store on Discogs and I picked it up for 30 bucks. And uh, yeah, it's, there's no warp. It plays perfectly. No skips like no surface noise at all everything in it is original the only thing is like there's like one little like i don't even want to say tear but just like a little ding on one of the corners but 
outside of that flawless so money well spent on this one great record coaster by no effects or frisbee if you buy the vinyl and um next thing here afi i picked up their 10th record the blood album <laughs> the blood album this came out in january 2017 this is probably just one of jeff's favorite records by them it's right? so dumb. Why do you? Why? Why would you buy that? Because <laughs> I like I like this record. No, you don't. Nobody I do. does. I like this record. It's it's clearly not their best. It's like one of their worst, but it's still a good record. It's it's still good. And I I my my AFI collection is almost complete. I just need two more records and one EP, and then I my my AFI is complete. So. I'm really happy about that. And this is, it has, it's like a cool, like dark red kind of splat, black splatter. And uh, it, it's cool, man. I mean, it was cheap. It wasn't like it was expensive. So. It was probably like $25. No, it was, it was 20 or 21. <laughs> 21. <laughs> it's a good, it's a, it's a solid record though. Come on. It's fucking trash. It's not trash. Dude. It's no, know. it's actual trash. Like it belongs in like the compost heap. It is trash. I like that now you 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 are finally having to confront me about this because I've I've brought this record up since I got I know. it. I brought it up like three times and yes, you, you I have know. not acknowledged me. You keep at fucking all. playing it and you keep showing me your stupid little fucking pictures <laughs> and it's like I'm clearly oh. trying to provoke you. It's it's just it's it's collector mentality. It's, it's, not it though, it's not yes, though, it because is. this is a good record. It's not a good record. You it is a good think record. even you ranked it in like the bottom two. Yeah, but it's still good. I still go back to every single you, one of their why records. Why do you give them a pass for making shit I, albums? I listen like, to every one of their records. Like my favorite band is Weezer, and I, I I don't give them passes for making shit albums. Like you yeah, give AFI so many passes for making shit albums. Because when when AF, when when Weezer puts out a shit record, it's really shit. Pacific Daydream is better than this. No, it's the not. Black the album is better than this, dude. See, the this fucking is just, Teal this album is, is better than this. This is silly boy talk. Straight it's up not. silly boy talk. This is it bad. Is. It's not blood is not bad. It's bad. It's not as bad as bodies, but it's bad. (laughs) And you bought two of them, (laughs) (laughs) which I haven't even got the second copy because I just want to sell it. I haven't got it yet. The fucking stupid vinyl shortage. Oi. Okay. So um, the last thing here. This is my pick of the week. Uh, I've finally I've completed my Black Sabbath collection, or at least the Aussie collection, because that's all you need. I don't care about the Dio years. I don't care about any of the other vocalist years. All I care about is the Aussie stuff. And I picked up their last record, their 19th record. Uh, it came out in June 2013. It's called 13. And um, yeah, this is this is the last Aussie record, the last Sabbath record. And they went out with a with a bang. They went out with a... This record, I, I feel, is just so... It's so, so good. They, they just knocked it out of the park with this, considering it was like the first Aussie like original record in I think 25 years or something like that. And then the last Sabbath record in general in 15 years. I mean, they, they, they absolutely killed it. Unfortunately, Bill Ward didn't play drums on it because he had issues with the contract. So he decided to drop out at the last minute. Mm. Uh, but Brad Wilk, the drummer yeah. from Rage Against the Machine played the drums on this record, did not tour with them, but played the drums on the record. And I mean, he nailed it. He absolutely nailed it. And <laughs> It's it's like it's everything I would have wanted from a Sabbath reunion. It's almost like 
the the um the reunion record Van Halen did with David Lee Roth, but but like way better. It's just it's it's just really good, especially considering you know how much time has passed. I I love this record and. I'm so happy I finally just buckled down and got it. I've just been searching for it for a while, but never really came across it in the wild. So I got it. I got it. What do you think of this? Or, or actually, I'll play. I'll play my song and then we'll talk about it a little bit more because I'm interested. What do you think? Okay. So um, here's here's the song "Live Forever" from Black Sabbath. There you go a little bit of live forever from black sabbath the last black sabbath record what do you think about what do you think of this song it's good i, I actually listened to this, uh, the rest of the album after this song oh, nice. it just it just kept playing and yeah. it's i mean it's it's like you said it's it's what you would want from essentially a reunion and it didn't disappoint it still threw back to the early sabbath days but was just a little bit more refined i yeah. liked it I, I I would I would honestly rate it higher than some of the original Black Sabbath stuff. Like I think this record's better than Never Say Die, better than Technical Ecstasy. That's about it. But uh, <laughs> otherwise, it's it. I, this is a really great, great, great record. Rick Rubin produced it as well. And then, kind of going back to they they had originally started writing for this record in two thousand one, but because of like you know conflicting schedules, especially with Ozzy's career with his solo career. It kind of kind of got put on the back burner, and Rick Rubin was even on board at the time in 2001 to record this record with them, but it just it just fell, it just didn't work out. But then they they came back in like 2011, I think it was 2011, uh, shortly after Tony Iommi, you know, had his cancer diagnosis and wrote this record, recorded it, toured it, amazing stuff. So it's really great, love it, there you go. love it. 
And I mean, you would agree too. Like Brad Wilk, he did a great job just like paying homage, homage to Bill Ward and just Sabbath in general. Like he did a really cool job. Yeah, it wasn't flashy. He wasn't he wasn't going crazy. He wasn't adding a lot of you know what he could do is a lot of hip hop stuff into it, and he was just letting it flow, letting it ride. Yeah, letting letting it ride. Yeah, he had he had a great groove on this record too, which was. I don't know. I, just, I all in all, this record is fucking great. Fucking love it. Eventually, I'd, I'd like to get the get the deluxe version because it has four extra songs. But until then, this will have to do. But anyway, go. that was my that was my that was my pick. That's it for the vinyl for me. Uh, you got anything else on the vinyls? I do not. You do not. Okay, so let's uh, let's go through some new music and other happenings in the music world. Do you want to play any of these songs? There's only two, but no. Yeah, I don't either. But uh, so new, no new album releases that have come out. Uh, some new songs. Thrice put out a new song for up there uh, off their upcoming new record. The song is called "Robot Soft Exorcism." It's very Radiohead, very very Radiohead, but still cool, still good. Uh, what, did, you, did you listen to it? You didn't care for I, it? No, this is not. Is it too late? Like at some point, I may want to cancel my Thrice pre-order. Oh my god. This song is not good. And and like Radiohead, I guess, a little bit, but this song is not good. Interesting. And okay. Truth be told, like the Thrice thing, I was hoping that it would sell out faster. Mm. But it, it has not. So probably by the time now, maybe even like a week or two before you come out here, it's gonna be my final decision of maybe sending an email, canceling that pre order. <laughs> I'm sure. Sucks. I'm sure if you even. I'm sure if you got it, you could probably still sell it at cost. I'd rather just cancel it. No, oh, okay. I mean, you could do that too. That's fine. It's your life. Honestly, again, you're you're giving passes to bad songs, and that's what you're doing here. I don't know why, but this well, song is not I, but good. See, that's the thing. Like, I don't think every thrice record is great. I've I've never said that. So, like, I, I wouldn't get the vinyl for a couple of their records, but. Yeah, I like this song. I like the song prior, the other one that they released. I like the album Palms, their last record. I thought that was a solid record. Woo. Okay. <laughs> All right. All right. Getting into uh, your girl Lizzo. She put out a new song with Cardi B called Rumors. Uh, what do you think of this one? Uh, well, first of all, the video was really cool. I liked it. I thought it was awesome. Okay. And the song I think is great. Mm-hmm. Cardi B's part, it's not bad. It's just it just she's inserting herself now because she's Cardi B and and it's getting that name notoriety. I guess yeah. she does nothing for the song. Agreed. And Agreed. a little bit of that is is coming off of my my. I just don't like Cardi B. I think she's just kind of a nobody. She's like a Kardashian of like this genre of hip hop. She just has nothing to offer except her lovely lady lumps, and that's about it. <laughs> she's just, gosh, she's just so uneventful and boring to me. Uh, she's hit or miss for me, for sure. Hit or miss. She's, she hasn't done the anything, was, I think, was, was, a, a was kind of a miss. Well, the, song, the song was fucking dope. It had a great hook, and Lizzo fucking kills it. She is, she's so charismatic. Everything that she does is so awesome. Yeah, no, you're right. I, I like the Lizzo part for sure. But yeah, Cardi B was a little was a little lackluster. Um, I like that it was less of a f- I because I expected it just to be like a Cardi B feature, like her just to do like a quick little thing during the bridge. 
but she had like more she had more input than i thought she was yeah that was which was cool that's always better than just like fucking inserting somebody just for the sake of having them there yeah so it seemed like they worked together to write a lot of this song and that's always that's always appreciated yeah so but still i cardi b is just boring I mean, she's I'm like, not going to play like, it because I don't she, want to get it. She's like Posh Spice. Like, like Posh Spice like was only worst. popular because she was like the most attractive at some point. But other than that, she brought nothing to the Spice Girls. Yeah. She was the worst Spice Girl. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. She had the, she had, she was, she, like you said, she was pretty, she was hot. But yeah, she, other than that, she was like the, she was the Lance Bass of, uh, of the Spice Girls. Lance you know? Bass is my second fave in sync member, but I agree. Yes. <laughs> but he has no leads. You know what I mean? No, you're like right. He has, you're he has right. no leads. As, I don't think Posh had any lead vocals in, uh, in Spice Girls. So at least Backstreet Boys, every guy in Backstreet Boys had their lead at some point, <laughs> you know? But yeah, in sync, I don't remember Lance ever having a lead. Even maybe Joey never had a lead either, did he? I don't know. I'll never forget buying the Backstreet Boys first album at the <laughs> at uh, the warehouse over on Yorblinda Boulevard at the Oh yeah, Village Center. Center. Yeah, Village the Village Center. Center. Yeah. And I remember my dad took me and he asked the guy at the counter cuz you know the Backstreet Boys and looking all bad on the cover. And he's like, "Is this appropriate material for uh, a child of this age?" <laughs> the guy's probably thinking like, "No, this is stupid. Like, he shouldn't be buying this." <laughs> Like this is around the same time too. Like I started like dressing sort of like quote unquote gangster, and I was buying lowrider <laughs> magazines and shit. And he asked like the Backstreet Boys is appropriate material. <laughs> oh, I idiots. love it! I love it! I love the disconnect. It's great. Yeah, good times. <laughs> that's how that's how all of our all, all of our parents though were. Or at least my mom was too. She was just did not understand like <laughs> some of this shit was not as bad as it's portrayed, but whatever whatever yeah. uh so and then also to kind of go along with the lizzo thing there's been a lot of uh backlash amongst trolls online criticizing her you know her her weight and fat stuff shaming like her yeah it's fucked up it's fucked and up. it's part of like like what makes her bigger than life probably a poor choice of adjectives <laughs> but <laughs> i think i think you used the same the same you did the same thing when we did the lizzo <laughs> <laughs> what makes her what like uh, elevates her higher than go. everything else is just like her her ability to brush things off and and be above kind of these haters that that point out something that has nothing to do with the song with like her credentials with her ability to sing write songs be charismatic but this one was was i don't want to say it was like fun but it was uh it was it was like humanizing and, and she kind of like breaks down a little bit and it just, it, it shows that some of this shit does hurt her and, and it's okay to kind of be hurt by the, by the mean things people say. And yeah. it was like a 12 minute video. I watched the whole thing and I just, I love this girl. I think she's amazing. I, I love everything about her and I love that. The, I, I love the fact that she spends so much time saying that the haters don't bother her. And then she makes like a 15 minute video Breaking down and saying, "Yeah, you know what? Actually, they do sometimes bother me." Like, damn, that's that's some real talk right there. Yeah, it I is. dig. I like. I do too. I mean, I have nothing but respect for her. I think she's an amazing artist, and she has a she has a great message, you know. Honestly, so 
Just don't ever work with Cardi B again, Lizzo. Please. I, I just I, I feel like better. it was all it was all for name recognition. I don't I don't. Yeah, know. She could have done something with like, fuck, with dude, like her fucking, and fucking Mary Killer J. Blige. Mike. Or imagine like, like even, her and Killer Mike throwing down something. Oh, dude, that would be mm. that would be mm. one of the coolest collaborations. Or even like her and Mary J. Blige. That would be a cool collaboration too. She she could do or anything. Taking it even deeper, Lauren Hill. That would be cool. That would be super cool. But. Missy Elliott, come on! There's so many other people that you can like. You can. I feel like you. She could have gone to, for like a much better collaboration. Not to say yeah. this one was terrible because it wasn't terrible at all. But it wasn't terrible. I just, I just, God, I just don't like Cardi B like at all. Yeah. Even Nicki Minaj would have been cooler. Yes, Nicki Minaj for sure would have been cooler. Yeah. Because Cardi B is like, just like a bootleg copy of Nicki Minaj. Yeah, she's like she she's like the she's like a combination of Nicki Minaj and Little Kim, but the bootleg of that combination yeah so that that's cardi b that's cardi b uh okay so so that's it for for new music and stuff um let's let's get through this other stuff really quick a uh, bunch of negative stuff which we love to do on the <laughs> pod uh, jimmy urine or james uringer the singer from mindless self-indulgence who we just did on the pod like two months ago three months ago uh he's been accused of sexual misconduct with uh, having a relationship with an underage girl back in the mid 90s and that's gross. And uh, yeah, I mean, a lot of people are saying, oh, well, that's what we all thought because of his lyrics. But nobody ever came forth, which, yeah, whatever. I mean, if it's true, that's fucking terrible. But I don't know. The, the way this article is like worded and written, it's uh, it's pretty bad. Yeah. It is. Yeah. It, is ve- it looks very, very bad on, on Jimmy. And like it looks awful and it just talks like the the person in question talks about how he was grooming her to mm-hmm. to essentially just be like a a mindless sex slave and and reassuring her that in having said relationship she was actually helping other minors in fuck, I don't even I I can't even repeat what it said because I don't it makes no fucking sense. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. And so it's just it's 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 bizarre. And then I mean, obviously they're cherry picking lyrics here and there. And the band itself, we talked about, they're a shock band. Mm-hmm. And in doing so, they're made to shock people. But some of the I don't know, some of the things that they brought up, like going into the or, or they're putting out wanted ads for a drummer to to join a bunch of a band full of pedophiles. Like that's Yeah, it's that's a that's little a, weird. That's very weird. If you're going through with it, you know, to 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 do like, I don't know, if Jello Biafra came out and said something like that, it would be one thing. Mm-hmm. But then for for Jimmy to do it and then still be hanging out with underage girls, but making sure that he tells them privately not to hang on him in front of people, it's just it's not a good look. It's not a good look for this guy. And I guess lucky for him, he's not that popular, so he's not going to fall as hard as other people have. But true, true, he's going to fall. Oh yeah, for sure. I mean, it's not like the band has been his band has been active in the last you know almost ten years now. So I don't know. He's I know the guy lives in New Zealand with his wife and kids, but Oof. I don't know. Yeah, he'll probably just spend the rest of his life there and just kind of doing shit over there, but. And it sucks because I'm a big MSI fan and it's shitty to hear this if it's true. Um, but, you know, I, I was thinking after I read it, I was thinking in my mind because um, that's a good place to think. Uh, how many how many people have not come forward uh, regarding, you know, 
sexual stuff with like artists from the 70s and 80s especially bands like motley Crue, you know van halen you know all the all the hair metal bands nobody's ever nobody ever comes forward regarding those guys but you know sure as shit those guys were fucking 15 16 year olds yeah disgusting but it's just like it's like why are certain artists you know i i, I don't know i i it just it just it, it struck me as so strange it is it is definitely like an interesting is point of too. like conversation it, for whatever it means it is an interesting point of conversation like why i think maybe just because if you were a 15 year old in like the 70s you're now an established member of of a family maybe and yeah, maybe. you you've, don't want you've that. gone yeah. you've gone so long convincing yourself that it wasn't a big deal that you know i might as well just live the rest of my life thinking it's not a big deal type of thing yeah it could have been that yeah whereas as this girl what was this like the late 90s early 2000s or something yeah it was like mid 90s yeah mid to late 90s so she's she's like our age essentially yeah yeah kind so of. there's still a still a lot more. of life to live and i don't know, maybe maybe that's why but you're absolutely right man there's no doubt in my mind robert plant Every fucking nasty, nasty stuff, and it's just like, why is that okay? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, every every band, every any sort of celebrity, whether you're an actor to fucking anybody, you know, you know these people were. I don't know. It's just, it's just inter- interesting to me why certain people fall, while others, you know, get away with it. I don't know. It's always been strange to me, but I, I, yeah, I was really thinking about that today. I'm like, especially like with the Motley Crue guys, because Motley Crue and Kiss were like the two one, the two big ones in my mind, because Gene Simmons, obviously, he's boasted about having sex with over a thousand women, and how many of those thousand women have been underage? For sure. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, probably at least a quarter of them were probably underage, which is disgusting. Um, but then Molly Crew too. I mean, look at Tommy Lee. Tommy Lee was like one of the most pr- promiscuous guys of the eighties. So I don't know. It's, it's just it, it is. It's it's hard. It's hard to believe that like these guys who prided themselves on their accomplishments and their their domination didn't do that. Didn't yeah. engage. And that's it's disheartening for music in general and and for people. And it's it's gross. Yeah. And then I'm wondering, can he, with, with the statute of limitations, say this happened in 97, which I think it was, like 95 to 97, is that past the statute of limitations? I don't... Like can, can he be convicted of it? I don't, anything, I don't know if it, has, if it has to do with... See, like, I think it changes state by state and everything, and there's, like, civil and then criminal and then everything else, because... Jimmy's not getting prosecuted criminally. He's getting sued, like civilly. Yeah, he's getting sued. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I don't... I think statute of limitations criminally and civilly have, have something to do with when it occurred and then also when it was brought to the attention of like authorities type mm-hmm. of thing. There's a difference there, which is why I think he's getting sued civilly, whereas no nothing will happen to him criminally. But that's, I mean, that's something I'm actually genuinely curious about now, and I'll look into it, maybe report back next week. But I don't, I don't know for sure. But there's a lot of, there's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff going there. Yeah, it's weird. But some serious crimes have no statute limitations, like murder has none. You would think that like statutory rape would have no statute or no limitations. I think it does though, because wasn't wasn't that kind of the thing with Bill Cosby? Like a lot of the people that were coming forward, 
it was past the statute of limitations, so he didn't he couldn't get in trouble for the girls for all the women he raped like in between like the sixties and like late eighties. But anything that happened in the nineties and forward, he was he he was getting in trouble for that. I think it was something weird like that. It's 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 crazy. Uh, it's wild. But like the purpose of, of the statute of limitations makes sense in theory. Yeah. Like if somebody wrongs you you, like you don't wait twenty, thirty years to to spring it on them. Hey, fucker, remember that one time? But yeah, but that's like if if the dude steals like you know a, a, your your jewelry or something. Yeah, but not like rape. Not like not an assault. Yeah, not a sexual <laughs> assault or murder. That's something completely fucking different. And that's there should be none. There, if I want to spring it on you thirty years later, like you deserve it, dude. You never got your justice. You never yeah. got your due yeah. time. Crazy, crazy stuff. Crazy stuff. We're lawyers over here on an asinine radio. <laughs> yes, we are. <laughs> Good lawyers. Uh, okay, so the next thing here, uh, this is regarding the Bomb Pops. Band the Bomb Pops. Polly Von Pop, uh, the guitarist, one of the guitarist singers in the band. She's uh, dropping out of the upcoming tour with Census Fail, Hawthorne Heights, and what's the other band? There's another band, right? Or is it just the three of them? Yeah, Bayside, Hawthorne oh, Heights. Bayside. Sentence. Yeah. Oh, you didn't say... How would you not say Bay- Bayside? They're the, they're I don't know. Nice. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I forgot Cuck. about it. But but yeah, anyway. So she dropped out of that for um, for various reasons, like health issues, because she has type 1 diabetes, COVID. Uh, she had a miscarriage, she said, earlier this year. And so she's dropping out of this tour, which sucks. Um, and it, it, you and I were talking about it earlier, like why didn't the band just drop out of the tour? But... It's probably because they're under contract and they still had to uh, to play the shows. That's what I assume, and money, money as well. Yeah, the but. first, I mean, the first tour, like their first big tour coming out of out of the pandemic, out of the quarantine, yeah. like the exposure is, is like this is the best they're going to get. People are still coming out to the shows just because they want to go see live music. I can I can understand why they maybe would not drop out of the tour. It's uh, it's a shitty situation, and and I like, I respect, I love that she's not going to play. She's going to work on herself first. She's, you know, she she has a family, and she's putting the family first, and then the band second. Even though the band is her family, Mm -hmm. she's working on herself first, and that's, I don't know, that's some shit that like rock stars wouldn't do ten years ago. They would just drink more alcohol or, or take more drugs or something and just continue on, right? Yeah. And yeah. it would just cause more problems down the line. So this is uh this is cool. I I I, yeah. I, I dig. I respect it. I, I totally agree. I totally respect her decision as well. Um it's just it I think it's a smart move on her end, honestly. I mean I, I mean having a miscarriage is very, very traumatic and you know put COVID on top of that and then having type one diabetes and touring while having that it, it can be very, very difficult because even day to day life having that is very difficult. So yeah, any, I mean, any one of those things had, had <laughs> would brought like any one of us to our knees. Yeah. And then oh, there's yeah. just like four or five life changing events yeah. all at once. And that's, it's intense. Yeah. I mean, so, so a lot of respect for doing that. So, uh, so we have that and then that kind of leads into the last thing, which was just announced. I got an email actually a few hours ago about this. A glass house, the glass house in Pomona, the venue, not the record store, but the venue, uh, they said starting October 1st of this year, 2021, they're, re- they're going to require everybody who goes to a concert there, uh, be fully vaccinated, both shots. And they still have to wear masks to attend the concerts. Anybody above the, the age of two years old 
has to wear a mask as well. I think anybody above the age of 12 years old has to be vaccinated as well. So all vaccinated, all masks. Um, but I mean, feel free to mosh and feel free to like sweat and spit on each other and, you know, exchange bodily fluids. But yeah, I mean, <laughs> I mean thank God. Uh, I don't know. I'm not going to go down this path, but it's, it's just, you know, it's, it's, wild, it's for whatever it's worth, vaccinated, unvaccinated, anti-vaxxer, anti-anti-vaxxer, whatever. It's just, we should, we should always be questioning everything. I feel like we should just yeah. be questioning everything. Every, anything anybody in authority tells us, just, you should be questioning it no matter what. Yeah. And this is, um, for good or bad, I don't know. Question it too. Question yeah. everything. Question everything. Yeah. I mean, what what is it going to hurt? Questioning everything. You know, it's it shows that you you have um you know you can kind of think for yourself. But I'm I'm, I'm definitely not anti-vax at all. Like I I think vaccinations are very important. And uh, yeah, but this is um this is just very interesting. You know, private sector yeah. going head first. Um, but. Yeah, there we go. So the glass house, um, and then you know what? What was it like? The Foo Fighters. Remember that? Did you hear a few weeks ago? The Foo Fighters. They they were only allowing you know people who were fully vaccinated into the shows, and like a week into it, like a bunch of people tested positive, <laughs> and then they they had to cancel a bunch of shows and shit. And then Corn just a couple of days ago, they had to can- they had to cancel a couple of dates because one of the guys on their crew got co- or tested positive. It's just um, it's 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 such a divisive concept yeah. in our society today and and it's so it's well, so it sad be. it shouldn't it, be. it is it's so sad that you, i mean god facebook is just a fucking worst it's a fucking it's, it's so it's sad. almost as bad as twitter it's almost as bad as twitter it's fucking nuts dude man. facebook is worse than twitter because at least with twitter people just ghost the conversation pretty damn quick facebook they write essays and it's <laughs> just like they're yeah. dude, uh, and then like people will quote the same article with two completely different viewpoints and it's just there's no civility whatsoever it's just if you do not think like me you are a demon you are the worst and there's always comparisons to like nazi germany and yeah it's just like damn do you going from like zero to a thousand is just it's just bad for our society in general yeah i know it's so it's wild it. and, and i know and it, it what's craziest to me i'm just gonna i'll touch upon it and then we could wrap it up but somebody that's very close to me, they are being forced to be, they're being forced to vaccinate to continue their school. Like they're not allowed in school. They will be dropped from school if they are not fully vaccinated. And this person was very worried about it, about being vaccinated I mean, for various reasons. And, and, and they're not, they're not anti-vax at all. They're not at all. Um, but they're very hesitant about this and, but they're being forced to otherwise, you know, Tens of thousands of dollars are lost and everything was for no reason. So they're being forced to. And that sucks. That's really just it's shitty, man. It's, Regardless it's, of your viewpoint, it's shitty. <laughs> it's mean, scary above anything else. It's yeah. scary to think that like something you've invested your time, your money, your effort into can just completely be a waste. Yeah. And now you're being forced to do something you may not even agree with. I mean, the, even we talked about oh, the, the offspring thing where the drummer had to leave yeah. because for medical reasons. What about like actual cases where people just can't, they don't want to do it. Religious reasons. I don't know. Yeah. That's I mean, where, where do you, where do you stop? Scary. Yeah. Where does, where do you stop? Where does this kind of stuff end? You know, it's, I don't know, man. Anyway. Question it, baby. Yeah. Just question everything and whatever. 
And like like I said, Jeff and I are not anti-vax at all. That's that's silly boy talk. But yeah, so yeah, I'm a fucking polio. <laughs> <laughs> None of the other shit I got pricked for a thousand times. Smallpox, chickenpox. No, 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 we had chickenpox. We didn't have the chickenpox vax. We no, kids don't get chickenpox, chickenpox anymore. Yeah, because well, I mean, I assume you guys got the chickenpox vax, right? Uh, like me well, personally, no. Well, no, no. But I, our kids, I know my you kids did. did. Yeah, yeah, your kids did, but but you and they I got didn't. pricked. Uh, he got like three shots just before he started middle school. Whatever, I don't know what the fuck they gave him. Oh shit, I didn't know. Oh, I, I, I remember. Was like, getting, I was like, load him up, baby. <laughs> I remember. <laughs> I remember getting vaccinated right before middle, or going into middle school as well. I don't remember what it was for. Yeah, I don't but, know. Yeah, HPV or something. I don't know. Or hepat- I think it was hepatitis. I think I got a hepatitis. Maybe, maybe it was like hepatitis shot. Yeah. Yeah, it was some one of the hepatitises. But yeah, I mean, but you and I had chickenpox, or at least I assume you did. But, but yeah, I, I got chickenpox too. But if I but if I could have opted for a shot instead of getting chickenpox, <laughs> I'd be down. Luckily, well, my my case of chickenpox wasn't terrible. I remember it not being that. I was like six. It wasn't. Uh, I was like ten. Oh yeah, that's late. That's late for chickenpox. Yeah. But. Yeah, anyway, yeah, fucking, let, 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 let's finish. So, you, you got anything else to say outside of vaccinations? Mm, no. Okay, so thank you all for listening to the podcast. Go to Apple Podcasts, go rate, review, and subscribe to us on there. Follow us on social media at Asinine Radio. Thank you all for listening. Uh, like I said at the beginning, we have a voicemail. You can leave a, you could, or we have a phone number you can leave a voicemail on. It's 503-893-5307. Get into that. And that's it. That's all. We're good.